The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, once again, it is Black Mental Matters, the Black Mental Matters podcast. How you doing? I'm Vince the Voice. Hope all is going real good for you at this very moment. Again, this program is designed to help eradicate that stigma associated with mental health, mental illness in the black community. Let you know that you're not alone, that it affects so many of us and that by discussing it and getting it out in the open, we can really get, you know, some help for our folks in the community. When you look at the news, think about it. First thing you see, if it's a a bad crime, if it's a white guy, the first thing that they say is, oh, he's got a mental illness. But if it's someone of color, first thing they want to say is they just straight up criminals right and so it's because of culture culture a person's belief norms values language it plays a key role in all aspects of our lives including our mental health and unfortunately a lack of cultural competence is rampant in the mental health arena and this of course then results in misdiagnosis and inadequate treatment of course we have problems even finding providers a mental health therapist because there's so few of color and so few that deal with these specialized communities, which we are black Americans. We are very special here. Um, It is really something that has really uh, had a devastating effect on all of us. And then once you do find them, you have to find that right provider. And so on this program today, we're going to talk about some of those barriers again, some of those issues that because of our culture, uh, how we deal with uh, mental illness. And then uh, Makiba is going to join me, of course. But Makiba's here and she is going to talk about and give you some advice on how to find a proper provider, what to look for, what do those letters mean and all those kinds of things. So let's start this group therapy session right now. Okay, this is Black Mental Matters, the podcast, and it begins right now. You know, although anyone can develop a mental health problem, it's in the black community that we sometimes experience more severe forms of mental health conditions due to them unmet needs and other barriers. That's my opening statement, Makiba, and I'm going to stick to it. How you doing, Makiba? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Vince. Thank you. Oh, we need some help in our community, folks. Uh, well, let's just say this, that uh, that's one of the things we're trying to do, and we appreciate all the other professionals out there that are working, but it's an issue, and part of the issue is that there's not enough dialogue. There's not enough, a whole lot. And uh, that's what we want to want to talk about today. You know, I want to call this, uh, you know, we, we, we know we got this stigma, but it's much more than that. It's not just that, uh, you know, someone feels ashamed because maybe um, there's someone in their family like myself, you know, someone in your family may have committed suicide or someone in your family uh, has some issues and, uh, you know, the stigma, you know, that again, shame to even talk about it. It's much more than that. I got a bunch of statistics here today, Makiba, you know, talking about uh, adult blacks living below poverty two to three more times likely to report serious psychological distress, uh, adult blacks more likely to find feelings or have feelings of sadness, hopelessness and worthlessness than other white adults, black teenagers more likely to attempt suicide, African-Americans more likely to be victims of serious, I mean, yes. they have PTSD, come on now. 
we today on uh, Black Mental Matters, that's why, again, we want to put it out there because we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. And uh, Makiba, you've worked in this in this realm for decades now. And I know that you have seen situations or perceived barriers as to why African-Americans are not seeking help for their mental mental health. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, Vince, I have. Um, and there are a lot of different barriers mm-hmm. to care. Um, there are a lot of different um, things that contribute to the stigma within our community that is indicative of who we are as a people and within our culture. You know, and I don't mean to cut you off, but Mm -hmm. you said it, culture. Because when you think about the face of mental illness, you know what it is? A white woman. Exactly. Oh, she's so sad. I have. I'm, I feel for you, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But Jamal got a problem over here. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Know what I'm uh, right. Right. And and a lot of our issues are seen as um, not a medical diagnosis. You mm. know, and that's why we have a lot of issues with interaction with the police with black people who are experiencing mental illness because it, it is just perceived that if we um, you know, have a certain demeanor, you know, it's perceived as being violent mm. and not a person that's in distress. Mm. It's a, no, no, no. I was looking as there was some information that, yeah, when you hear about a shooting, say these uh, shootings that take place, if it is a white individual, the first question that comes out is, was it mental health? Right. If it was a black individual that was in the shooting, He's just a criminal. Right. What's his arrest record? Right. Right. What's his arrest record? When, in fact, when they start digging, they find out that that young man had a mental health issue. Exactly. But it doesn't make the news often because the family is often hesitant to disclose that in the media because it's not something that they've discussed amongst themselves. So they're not going to say to a reporter, yeah, and by the way, you know, he was dealing with some mental health issues that we kind of knew about. Well, issue to consider, you know, the lack of information and misunderstanding about mental health. 63% of African-Americans, Makiba, believe that depression is a personal weakness. Oh, gosh. Right within the community itself that needs the help. Yes. 63% say depression is a person. Yes. You did something wrong, you weak. Yes. You need to man up. Yes. That really hurts me mm. deeply, Vince, because... The, the fact that we as a people feel like depression is a personal weakness mm. within ourselves or a deficiency that we have, that is probably one of the biggest barriers to us talking, not only to a professional, but just to people in our families. Because, it, 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 you know, as we talk about this, it's hard. How can you tell granddaddy who worked on the farm and only had a second grade education and who made you know this great life from true true hardship yes that um, and it, and walked to school 20 miles school in the 20 snow. miles in the snow <laughs> with one sock he didn't even have shoes he had one sock on right. and you want to tell me you sad about right. something <laughs> yes right you hit it dead on mm. that's right that is we compare the struggle yeah. of the hardships of poverty um, and the things that we have overcome to the next generation of, hey, you all have it so easy. Right. You've had the black president. Right. Uh, you went to college. You grew up in this nice house. Right. What do you mean you're depressed? You're ungrateful. 
Only 31% of African Americans believed that depression was a health problem. They thought it was, I don't know what they was thinking if they didn't think it was a health problem. They yeah. think what uh, 6% believe that depression is a normal part of aging. Mm. Wow. 45% believe, and this is, again, in the black community, is normal for the woman, the mother, to feel depressed for at least two weeks after giving birth. Ooh. 40% believe it's normal for a husband or wife to feel depressed for more than a year after the death of a spouse. Now, I can wow. I can relate to that. Uh, not that uh, I experienced that, but it would be hard, especially after a long marriage. Right. Uh, but, but again, a lack of understanding about mental health, because um, in those situations, I bet you a number of those spouses who were left did not seek any help. Right. Yes, because they didn't have the support around them mm -hmm. for somebody to say, hey, you really need to go talk to somebody or we need to go talk to somebody about this because this is impacting you in a way that's impacting your health. We are um, in a time and, and, and place here in, in America where again denial, the shame, mm -hmm. uh, we refusing to help. Oh, you talked about it earlier. What if you don't have insurance? Oh, my goodness. You know, suppose you do want to try to get some uh, mental health help. And um, how much is it? Right. It's between $120 and $250 per hour per for, session. For you to go talk to somebody? For you to go talk to when somebody. When I used to work on the farm <laughs> and I walked to school with one sock in the morning, uh, good Lord, there's something wrong with right. that boy. He just weak. <laughs> No. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. So who pays for it? Mm. Um, you know, the the structure, our infrastructures aren't set up such that this is something that is easy for us to do. Mm. Um, you know, just looking for a therapist cold online is it's frustrating yeah. and it will make you give up mm. because we don't know what to look for. We don't know. Um, it's not common knowledge the difference between a LCSW and a psychiatrist. Mm. Um, then you've got all these wellness coaches out there, bless their hearts. Yeah. Um, but you want to make sure that you're talking to someone with the credentials that's able to actually help you. Um, I just posted on our, our Black Mental Matters um, Instagram page, Vince, um, something I saw a long time ago that I thought was really interesting. It's a PET scan from the Mayo Clinic of a depressed brain um, right next to the image of a, of a healthy brain. Mm -hmm. And um, there's less brain activity and, and less lighted up um, spaces or places in that mm -hmm. depressed brain mm -hmm. than in the normal brain. And, and that's what people don't really so consider it's that truly did yes a, a, a that physical, you, it's a hell, it's you are a, in the dark yeah that 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 you're you, you have a lot of dark spaces a lot of inactivity in your brain parts of your mind that aren't being accessed you you are literally in the dark when you are experiencing depression and that's another um thing that adds to the stigma is Nobody wants to talk about that. You right. know, nobody wants to just sit and admit right. to their friends that, you know, they're thinking about taking mm. their lives right. or, you know, they're so anxious, you know, during what a, a job interview or something that they feel like they're, they're, they're going to get sick. Nobody wants to talk about that. Wow. Wow. Well, we're talking about it. And uh, I'm so glad that African-American, our black community, mental health, the crossroads. And we're going to, uh, you know, you, you, you just mentioned something so powerful. And that is, you know, knowing when you're looking for someone. Uh, 
what you should be looking for uh, to get help. And so uh, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. It's Black Mental Matters. You stay right there. The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. It's Black Mental Matters, Vince the Voice, along with Makiba Reed Johnson. And uh, man, we're talking about our black community, as always. Well, you know, we talk about all communities, but we have to be specific about ours because of uh, just it's a devastating part of uh, that, that that we got to we got to deal with and we got to talk about. And um, you know, we talk about uh, folks trying to access mental health once we can get them to ex- accept that. Yeah, I, I need to get some help trying to access uh, mental health uh, services particularly in the African-American community, can be difficult. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, Number one, we don't have, well, let's go back to the fact that only 1% of African-American are psychiatrists in this country. Mm. Um, So collectively, there's less than 5% of black mental health professionals in this country that you can even go to. Mm. Um, The second thing is that there are so many different um, areas of specialization. You know, some people special in addic- um, Some people specialize in addiction. Some specialize in um, marriage counseling. Um, you know, the LGBT community. There are all different types of specializations that people that are ment- mental health professionals work with. So when you're trying to navigate that online, it's it's really complicated to try to figure out. You know what is the best route for me to take if I'm trying to find someone because I'm suicidal? Mm. Um, that's a lot of stuff to read through. Wow. And you're already depressed now, Vince. Right. So you're like, okay, well, you know, this is too much. Right. I don't feel like doing all this. Right. You know, I, I can't do this. This is harder than I, I thought it was going to be. And then you just right. give up. One thing that uh, you uh, point you had made is that when you do say you do identify someone that looks like you, and that's what we're talking about. You need someone that looks like you. Uh, but then you get there and if all you hear is how great that person is, as opposed to what this person has actually done for some people, uh, exactly. we, we, we're going to be yeah trying to, to, to address that. But I mean, the letters behind their names, uh, what, do, what do they mean? Can you right. Yeah. Well, well, so you've got some people that are licensed social workers. So those are the LCSWs. L- okay, LCSW. And, right. And then you've got the psychologists that are um, talk therapists. They okay. are not um, permitted to issue out medication. The psychiatrists the issue out ones. the medication. Okay. Yes. Um, so that's just something that you kind of need to know going mm-hmm. in. Um, also, a thing with when we're talking about the stigma Vince is a lot of black people do not want to get on medication. No. And so they are not a lot. A lot of them, if they find out that a person who is a good fit for them is a psychiatrist, they and they know that that person administers medication, they're not going to go to them. You know, some 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 studies have shown that we metabolize many medications more slowly than everybody else, yet likely to receive higher doses. Oh, it ain't working yet. You need some more. Give them some more. Give them some more. And then you get these side effects. And if I hear about somebody taking something and they get them side effects, I'm not taking none of that, whether I need it or not. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. So that that happens and, and that's common. 
Um, and so that's why we need to start having some conversations about our, our participation in research, because that is true because, number one, we don't trust researchers. Um, we don't trust research. And we don't feel like, we feel like research is us being experimented upon yeah. um, as black people. Well, I mean, the uh, history will show you that it has happened, you know, whether it's the Tuskegee uh, experiment, uh, the, 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 was it Dynetics or whatever the guy was, right. was trying to, you know, sterilize black women. And uh, I mean, it's real. So that's why, again, we need our leaders in yes. this uh, community to step forward. I, I can't believe, again, like you said, only one is 1.5 percent of the members in the American Psychological Association are black. Yes. 3.7 American Psychiatric Association. That is a very, very small number for a community that is crying out for help in the uh, mental health arena. Right. Yeah, 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 it is. And that's going to present a problem as more and more people feel comfortable um, reaching out for therapy is that we don't have enough therapists to meet the demand of people that need the treatment and the therapy. They say that uh, you always talk about the black woman because, of course, you being a black woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, man, our sisters, fellas, and ladies, I mean, just going through a lot and more likely to experience and talk about physical symptoms that are related to mental health problems. You know, describing uh, body aches and pains. Yes. When actually what they're saying is they're depressed. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, they've actually done some research in that area with black women going to the doctor and not having the or not being comfortable with the language of saying hey i'm anxious or hey i'm depressed they will go to the doctor and say hey i'm having headaches mm. i'm having stomach cramps mm. um you know I'm, I'm dizzy and then they'll be administered medication for other um you know conditions that have nothing to do with what they're dealing with psychologically mm, dr tom pajewski just didn't know Right. You know, because he didn't, you know, he didn't know where you was coming from. Nothing right. against Tom. I mean, I, I appreciate Tom, you know, and, and a lot of arenas. But when it comes to the mental health for the black community, you know how we are. We, we're a different breed of, of, of folks. You know, we love differently. We mm -hmm. hate differently mm -hmm. and for different reasons. And we got different backgrounds and yes. all this kind of stuff. We have got to raise up. Uh, we we got to get some, uh, what, some scholars. We got to get some kids going to school to, to, yes. to, to for psychiatry in psychology, yes. huh? And I, I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. I, I'm trying to understand how there can only be, you know, less than 2% of the population of psychiatrists being African-American, and then you have a public health concern of especially African-American kids and teenagers mm. dying by suicide. Mm. There needs to be an incentive for students, black students, to study and become psychologists and psychiatrists and social workers and, and counselors. That education, if, if that were presented to more students as, hey, you, you, know, you get a free ride, this is a scholarship because we are trying to meet this demand within our, within our community, that would make a huge difference. Um, also, I, I noticed on our Twitter feed, I've never thought about this, Vince, until I saw a, a young black student tweet it. He said that he, he was tired of people in the black community talking about how important mental health awareness is, but parents and people who know a black person who says that they're studying psychology 
are often ridiculed because they people ask working for AT and T. None against AT and T, but you know what I'm saying. People don't see it as a valid major, and they think that that's a waste of time to study. You know, and I would I I know it's a fact that it would probably be if I was young, you know, a very interesting uh, study to determine, you know, the inner workings of the black man, black woman, the black family minds and and what because you, you got then you got to have some history yes. and you start learning the real history and why folks do. I bet you that would be a fascinating study uh to to you know, focus in particularly mm-hmm. on uh, psychiatry, psychology uh, for the African American uh, community. Ain't no doubt you're gonna have a lot of clients. You're gonna get That's a lot right. of work. <laughs> That's right. I've actually seen in some universities that they have a black psychology class. Yes. And I'm like, man, I wish they'd had that when I was in school. That yeah. would have been interesting, not only to learn about who were the. Um, you know, harbingers of black psychology. There were black psychologists out there in the day. I I did not know that. But also that black psychology is inherently different from white psychology. And, And when you start infusing that into some of these conversations, because when I used to think about psychology, because I studied psychology just for a little while in in, um, undergrad when I was getting my bachelor's in social work, and it was presented as, you know, Sigmund Freud, the Mm. person on the sofa. Mm. Right, yes. It was very Eurocentric, so I didn't associate it with anything that had to do with me. Mm. So... At least now, students and and young people are having the conversation surrounding, hey, you know, black psychology is actually a whole thing. And that they're seeing and hearing their stories in some of this curriculum. Wow, wow. Well, if I uh, ever get a whole lot of money, I can see where I can put it to good use. The Vince Bailey, I probably name it after the the Tony Bailey Scholarship Fund for Black Psychologists. Oh, I love that. You know what? I got to take a break now. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's Black Mental Matters. We're going to find that right provider. We're going to be right back with you in just a moment. Mental Matters, Makiba Reed, John, well, I'm not Makiba, but she's here. How you doing, Makiba? <laughs> I'm doing great, Vince. Very good, very good. We're talking about it today, you know, because culture, now, now, what is culture? Culture is a person's beliefs, norms, values, and language. It plays a key role in every aspect of our lives, including our mental health. Mm-hmm. So that tells you again that if you have someone that is, quote unquote, getting inside your head, they need to know your personal you know, your beliefs, norms, or at least where they're coming from, yes. where it comes from. When we're talking about trying to find the right provider mm-hmm. for our kids, for ourselves, and as you stated, um, it's not a whole lot of African-American, uh, black American, I, I like to say black American, uh, psychiatrists or psychologists. So where do we begin? Where, where did the search begin, Makiba? Well, I really think it starts with what we're doing today, okay. Vince. It, right. it starts with us having the conversation of realizing that it, it's an issue. It's, it's, it's not easy to find black therapists. But if you are talking and thinking about culturally competent therapists um you can google search mm. african-american because you can't put black because you'll get 
the color black. Yeah. You got to put African-American yeah. therapists or psychologists or psychiatrists or all three of those terms and then the city in which you live. Um, oftentimes, um, psychology today, I think, is or psychologists, I forgot the actual um, web URL, but they have a lot of their um, therapists that are certified through them that are listed on online and broken down by yes, different uh, yes. genres. Yes, each or... person will have um, their list of you know yes yeah, and okay. um, their contact information, and now they even have the insurance that that they take. But of course, you have to call in just to verify everything um, because sometimes you know the website might not be accurate. Okay, when you find that person, a couple questions you know that uh, you need to be throwing out there, and I think this can be very helpful. First one is of course. Have you treated other people black like me? Absolutely. Have you treated other black Americans? Have mm -hmm. you, you know, is, am I your first rodeo in this kind of thing? <laughs> you know, that, right. right? Yes. Right. No, you, you're you're absolutely right. You are actually, your first session should be you auditioning or interviewing that therapist. Mm. So you need to make sure that that therapist is a good fit. Next question I got for you is, have you received training and cultural competence on on, on black American uh, mental health? Do, have you received training and cultural competence? Because, you know, you, you could say a couple words that just throw me off because right. that ain't how we talk That's around here. Right. And that means something totally different in my family. <laughs> exactly. Right? Right? right. No, no, you're absolutely right. So that person needs to be able to speak the language that you speak as well for you to be comfortable enough in that space that they're holding for you, for you to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times have you in your on your job? Maybe somebody says, "Hey, Bob, it's a dark thing." Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. You know, you mad? He don't even know what you're talking about. Right. You know? <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, how do you see our cultural backgrounds influencing our communication and my treatment? Mm -hmm. mm. That's, that's deep. That's deep right yeah. there. Yeah. The good thing about it is that you can now go online and um, you can see the, the photo and you can see whether or not they're African-American. They also, if they are not African-American, they will state on their bio that they have worked with the African-American community. Right. Um, but then again, you know, that has to be proven. You, you have the right to go in and interview your therapist. The issue with it is that sometimes, you know, you might go through two or three therapists and you're paying for each of those yeah. sessions. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to, I mean, he looked good, but then I found out his name was Clarence Thomas. Wait, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. <laughs> How do you plan to integrate my beliefs and practices in my treatment? Because every every treatment is unique, right? That's right. There's no, That's a good question. There's no one, one size fits all in this no, stuff. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that therapist needs to be able to make sure that their treatment plan for you is individualized for you and that they're not going off some template. Mm -hmm. That's those are good questions. Well, we're really uh, uh, excited here at Black Mental Matters because I know that people are discussing a little more the uh, whole issue around uh, mental health. But we need, uh, you know, the numbers are staggering. We know that it's hard, but there are mental health providers out there that can help you and your family. That mental health provider could play an important role that does play an important role of your in your treatment. Make sure you can work with that person and that y'all communicate well. You're mm -hmm. willing to open up. Talk about you to have no 
problem talking about your beliefs your values you know how you do it you got to make sure that your provider understands you so they can then that can be considered in the course of your treatment and they can treat you the way you deserve to be treated absolutely that's been the problem we ain't been treated in this world in this realm the way we deserve or should be treated absolutely Hmm. that's right and that's why it's so important that you pick the right person that you're going to talk to. And as soon as you meet that person, you will know mm. if, if if you're vibing or mm. not. And if you're not vibing, don't say, well, maybe the next session will be better. If that initial interaction with that therapist is not what you think it should be for yourself, then make sure that you go see somebody else and try to get that right fit. That's right. Because it's their job. That's their That's job. Right. If they're not doing, then they're not doing their job That's if y'all right. not clicking. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Thank you so much, Makiba. We hit it again, I think, out the park today with uh, this. And uh, we just hope that folks, uh, you know, again, you're not alone. Get rid of that stigma. And uh, we want to have uh, much better uh, mental health outcomes because of you, Makiba. And you too, Vince. Thank you so much. Thank you. Black Mental Matters. This is Makiba Reed Johnson for Black Mental Matters. And this is Makiba's Mindful Moment. So when we're talking about anxiety versus stress and clearing your mind, a lot of people ask, well, how do I do that? That sounds hard. So the way that I try to get people to be introduced to this is I ask them to close their eyes, to take a deep breath and to ask yourself who you are. So just ask, who am I? And when you ask, who am I, you're going to probably have a list of identities. For myself, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, I'm an educator, I'm an advocate, etc., etc. And now when you ask yourself, who are you outside of those identities? Who are you without those labels? What's left? That's who you really are. 